Welcome to The Blossom Experiment, a podcast in which we talk about authenticity, intuition, and intuitive living. My intention is to inspire and help you tap into your uniqueness so you can create a life that is meant for you and no one else. With your host, Camille Inedible. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. On today's episode, we have on Erin Gray from Generate a Life Well Lived. Erin is such a fun human. I got the chance to talk to her actually twice because our first time recording this episode didn't go through the audio. We had problems with the audio. So we did it the second time and then it was all okay. So this is the interview that you're going to listen to. And Erin is just a gem of a human. I was so, so glad to connect with her. And in this episode, we got to talk to her about the concept of play and how play can be such a beautiful gateway for us to get to know ourselves better and our limiting stories and our limiting beliefs and also how play can connect us deeper to our intuitions and to our authentic self, how it is actually a state of soul. And we also touch on how play and money interact and how a lot of your money stories will come up once you start diving into play and cultivating more of that in your life so it's just a very beautiful way for you like if you want to start doing you know some work on yourself and you have all of these beliefs about money and you have some kind of scarcity and lack mentality going around I know that I have a lot of that in my own life play is a beautiful gateway for you to understand and have clarity about those stories so yeah I loved talking to Erin I'm so so excited for you to listen to this episode and yeah without further ado let's just dive in Erin hello welcome to the podcast again <laughs> this is our second attempt to start recording this episode And last time I had so much fun, so I think I secretly manifested this so I could have as much fun as I had the first time. So welcome. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. That's what I said. I was like, well, if nothing else, then we'll just have some fun. So I'm up for it. Let's do it. <laughs> I know. It's okay. We can deal with technology with fun. So I think that that's like a good lesson. You know, we've been laughing about it, trying to be really chill about it and everything. So it's a good, it's a good appliance. What's the alternative? Right? You know, what are we going to do? Be mad the entire time about it? It's like, well, that doesn't feel good in our bodies. So we might as well just laugh about it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I. so it's really funny because, well, if you're listening to this, me and Erin, we jumped on this recording actually, I think two weeks ago or like 10 days ago, we had a lot of fun. We recorded for like one hour, over one hour. The episode was amazing. I was so, so happy with it. And then we had some troubles with the recording and it only recorded my voice and it didn't record Erin's voice which was like the whole amazing content of the podcast. And so we tried to troubleshoot it, but then eventually I was like, you know what? The universe maybe just wanted us to like record it again, have it in another message, in another way. I don't know, just trust normally with these things. And whenever I told people that, they would they would be like, oh my God, that's so horrible. I can't believe that you lost the entire recording. <gasps> That's horrible. You know, they were like so frustrated for me. And I wasn't feeling that frustrated. I was like, you know what? Like, she's a really, really, really nice person. I'm happy to talk to her again. Like, I'm so, I'm sorry that like we 
didn't get the recording because it was really good. But at the same time, you know, it's it is what it is. So I love that we're having this opportunity to yeah. just flow with it, you know. So and I'm happy that you're like this as yeah. well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, like, what's the other alternative, right? Like, old Aaron used to be, like, so mad and frustrated. And it's like, well, then all you're doing is just feeling frustration. It's like, okay, so what what do we want to do? We want to laugh about it and be like, that's just technology? Or, you know, you want to sit and sulk and be mad and frustrated and him and haw and, you know, all the things. It's like, you get to choose. So let's just have some fun. <laughs> Okay, and I love that you mentioned old Erin. So just start uh, talking a little bit and telling us a little bit about your background and how you came into the new Erin, the fun, playful new Erin that you are today. The old Erin was not very fun to be around, let's just be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm serious, my sweet husband. Um, the old Aaron was an overworker, over serious, burnt out, overwhelmed, frustrated, stress ridden, no fun having person. And oh. I know that like makes me, <laughs> makes my body tense just saying all those words. <laughs> um, and I think that. I think that, you know, well, obviously I got to a place where I was just like, fuck this shit. I don't want to live my life like this. Right. Like I was, I was living from that very conditioned, conditional place. Like, well, when I get to be this amount of years or when we get to have X amount of money, then I'll get to enjoy life or we'll get to have more fun or we'll get to retire and we'll get to actually do things. And I think it just was almost to a point where I just was like, I can't live like this anymore. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of how I found coaching and I dove into coaching and really just started changing like every, you know, because everything that we have is just a relationship, right? Relationship with ourselves, relationship with our spouses, relationship with our kids, with money, with, you know, family members, friends, all the things. And I just started diving into and just changing, you know? every area of my life. And I think I took some of my old self with me when I was trying to build my coaching practice back then. This is probably four years ago. In the sense, when I say my old self, I mean the like, I'm going to get there, you know, I'm going to push, I'm going to strive, I'm going to do all the things. And Barbara Stanny talks about this in her book called, I think it's called Sacred Success. Um, but she talks about like the receptive surrender. And basically and secret desires. And I had a secret desire. I didn't know it at the time, right? I thought that I wanted to build my practice and make X amount of money. So then I could finally do X, Y, Z, right? But what I really wanted was time off. And so I ended up taking some time off. And that was probably the most profound and pivotal point, I think, for me. Um, because I think some people drink, some people shop, some people, um, maybe do drugs or, you know, there's just different things that we like to do to not feel our feelings. And I overworked and I didn't know that that was the thing at the time. So when I took time off, there wasn't anywhere for my feelings to go, but up and out. Right. And so there wasn't that busyness and, um, 
distraction, right, that I had always done all of my life to cover up how I was truly feeling. And I think that was, I think, like I said, I mean, that was the most profound time because I really got to, I guess, meet myself, right? Meet myself, spend time with my family, do things that I wanted to do that I never gave myself the opportunity to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's kind of when I learned about human design and kind of dove into that. And so, gosh, I can't imagine living like old Aaron did. (laughs) (laughs) Poor old Aaron, because she also didn't do it. Like she didn't come from a bad place. She came from a place of conditioning. And I feel like so many people nowadays, they are either in the transitioning of that, um, like old to new person or yeah like just in this up leveling of a way of dealing mm-hmm. with the world and i think that it's mm-hmm. so interesting that the moment that you kind of like transition from your old quote unquote not self or your conditioned self to your new um I don't know, let's call it up-leveled or more like uh, aligned self, let's call it like conditioned self and aligned self self Mm -hmm. was through this Mm -hmm. period of um, play, basically, right? Because it was in this moment of not working and everything that you actually found the concept and really dove into the concept of play and having fun. And I would love for you to just talk a little bit about how did old conditioned Erin um, engaged with the whole fun aspect and how it was for her to actually stop working. Because once it's like, a, it's be- like practically a compulsion i can imagine like my father for example my dad he's oh my gosh like totally. super overworker and he doesn't like he doesn't know what it is to stop working like i'm like even on the weekends you know and yeah i just think that so many people deal with the same yeah. and they're like how how did you deal with that and how was that for conditioned air yeah. to to experience that yeah yeah so this is, this is what I always say, right? Like if, if you had a family member or your spouse was going to the bar every night, at some point in time, you'd be like, mm, we need to probably have a talk, right? But we never question, at least in the Western society, I don't know what it is like in the rest of the world, but we never question when someone's working all of these hours. It's almost like this badge of honor, like pride and like that's our identity, right? Like the more money we can make, the more... And don't get me wrong, I love all the money, but like the more we can make, the more we can work, like that is like a lot of us see our identity, ourselves, right? We identify ourselves as like that is our worth. And so if we don't have that, then what do we have? If that's kind of been your thing that you've been able to, you know, it's like a status, right? Like I always called it like keeping up with the Joneses, but it's like in business, right? Mm. And... um. You know, I, I have this theory. I don't I don't know if it's true or not, but like I think that there there are those of us that like really wanted to get good grades in school and that was like how we identified ourselves. And then as we grew up, we just moved the grades in school to uh working and making money and all of that status, right? So you just change it from childhood to adulthood. And the thing about working is it it gives you that dopamine hit, right? You are providing 
air quoting, right? Providing for your family, you're making money, you are contributing to society, right? There's all of these, what from the outside looking in, like are good, positive air quotes, right? Nothing's positive or negative, but like there's these positive aspects of it, right? And it's to the point of where you, um, when you're doing it so that you don't have to feel your feelings, okay, that's where we take it and we like cross over the line, right? Um, And so when I had the idea and thought about it, I was terrified because first of all, you know, all of the business gurus and everyone says like, you don't ever stop your business, right? Like, so that was like, no, no, number one. And then it was, now we're going to be making no money because I not, you know, in my business. And now we're going to be using our money, right? So there was like, (laughs) I just like was ripping off every single (laughs) band-aid. I was ripping off every single band-aid that there was, right? And it was like for my nervous system, I probably would say it was a lot. Like, you know, like I talk about it in the sense of like that was probably the that first year was probably the the most I've probably ever cried in my life because I had just stuffed everything down. Like we don't have time to feel our feelings. We've got work to do. Like that's kind of how I was brought up. Like, you know what? Like pick your big boy panties up, you know, let's get to work. Like we ain't got time for feelings right now. And I honestly just didn't know how to feel. And I mean, the running joke in my house got to be the point where like, well, mom's crying. It's like, it's okay. You know, like my daughter would be like, it's okay. She's just feeling her feelings. Like nothing's wrong, you know? Um, And, and I think that, you know, I always say like to have whatever we want, we have to feel what we've been running from our entire life. Like the simple, the simple, um, easy answers like, well, how did you get that? Or how did you do that? It's like, oh, you just feel everything that you've been running from, right? Like, but I don't think a lot of us are practiced in feeling our feelings. I don't think that we, I think we resist our feelings a lot, but I don't think we actually process and feel our feelings. I think that's such a great, um, topic for us to dive in because I feel like there's also the, the point where people think that they are feeling their feelings, but they're actually thinking their feelings. So you're there thinking about the fear of not um, having money or you're thinking about the fact that you are not working and that you're spending your money. And then you're thinking about mm-hmm. um, all of the things that are going to go bad and how, you know, like you're creating this whole uh, apocalyptic mm-hmm. plan in your mind because, you know, the mind is so anxious, bless the mind, but anyways, 100%. Um, Instead of just like really sitting with your feelings. And one thing that I love about your message is that, you know, like in the personal development and um, spirituality world, we say, we, we always talk about the importance of feeling our feelings and let the emotion pass through us because that's how you actually process something. And that's how you get rid of um, and transmute this emotional uh, blocks that you have in your body and in a so 
nomadic way. So a mm-hmm. lot of people, they talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also constantly talk about it in a very structured and very like work long way. <laughs> pro- exactly like in a work way. So you're basically like taking out the work of the job and then you're putting the work on yourself, yeah. you know, like the mind is so obsessed with having something to do that it feels like nothing in life can be fun so even the personal development and the like emotional processing of your somatic experience whatever has to be work you know it has to be like okay i have to meditate for 30 minutes and then i have to process my emotions exactly like this and if i don't cry for three minutes it means that it's not done correctly and then i have to journal to make sure that the programming is inside of me you know and what i love about your message is that you you bring fun and play as a gateway for you to experience those emotions that are were once blocked and just trapped inside of yourself. So I would love for uh, you to also expand a little bit more on that. Like, how did you find that uh, fun and play could make mm-hmm. so many emotions arise and for you to feel mm-hmm. all of the things that were blocked inside of you? Yeah. So when you, you know, have worked all your life and now you're not, you've got a lot of free time on your hands, right? And you're like, what Mm -hmm. am I going to do? And it was almost like I was dating myself for the first time, if that makes any sense at all. And like, I didn't have hobbies. Like there was no time for hobbies when I was working. Yes. Okay. There was time. I just chose not to. Right. But like, I didn't have hobbies. I didn't have things that I did on a consistent basis to like decompress. It was either like I was either doing stuff for my family or the business or there was always just something to do. Right. And so when you don't work and, and this isn't to tell people like, okay, well, if you're working, you can't play. It's like, no, you just incorporate play into your life, right? Choosing to do that and making that a priority above other things. And what I have found is that play naturally brings up all of our undeservedness, our unworthiness and and unlovability. Because any reason you're giving yourself as to why you cannot is a story or a belief that you have, I have found, myself and my clients, that there is, there's a reason why you can't, which comes back to like, I think at our core, right? We, the unworthiness, the unlovability and the undeservedness. And I had to start like asking myself, like, what do I actually like to do? And going and trying some things, right? And this is where like the seriousness, you know, had to kind of fall away naturally, right? Here we go back to like, we don't need to sit down and like, make it a like, process. It's just like, okay, I'm going to go try. Um, I lived in Texas at the time and they had a surf, a surf park. And I was like, I'm going to go try that. Right. And by doing that, what that brought up is like, okay, well, I have to get a babysitter. So that's going to, you know, be some money. I'm going to be spending time away from my kid. Like it brings up all of those stories naturally that you wouldn't, I don't think that would naturally come up if, if you weren't going to do something just for fun, right? Like we always think and believe we have to have a reason for doing something and play. There really, there really isn't, there really isn't a reason, right? It's just like pure joy, fun, enjoyment, um, for it. And so I had to start with like, what do I like to do? And also there would be times that I would go and do something 
and I didn't enjoy it, right? So then that brought up like, well, that was a waste of time, which weren't true, right? But that's what my brain would tell me. Like that was a waste of time or you spent time away from your family and you didn't like it, right? Like all of those stories that are kind of just like simmering underneath the surface, I think play brings it up naturally because why aren't we playing, right? Like, I mean, for whatever reason, we aren't doing the thing or having the thing. There's a reason why there's a, you know, a story or a belief underneath there that's keeping us from doing that and a feeling, right? Or several feelings. And so I call it, and and I don't believe in lazy, like it's just a term that we as a society have, you know, cultivated, but like, it's the lazy way of like doing your self-development work, if you want to call it that, right? Like, it's like, well, how come, you know, you believe that you can't give yourself an hour every single day to go do what you want to do. What are all of those stories that are, you know, hiding underneath the surface that what's more important than you and your mental and emotional and physical well-being? Like, what is it? And that 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 just automatically comes up when you tell yourself, like, I don't have time for it or, you know, can't do it or whatever we tell ourselves as to why we can't go have fun and enjoy life. Because the other thing too, it's like, well, what are we working for? At some point in time that we finally get to enjoy ourselves, like why aren't we enjoying ourselves now, right? Like there's this fundamental belief, I think a lot of us think that there, wherever we're going, is going to be better than where it is right here. And it's like, it's not. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter, you know, the status. It's like, you're still a human and you're going to have emotions. So you might as well have fun on your way you know, it's so cliche, right? Like, they, it's like, what do they say? It's like, it's the journey. It's not the destination. I used to hate that fucking saying. And now I'm like, it's true. You know, like, no matter, <laughs> no matter where you're going, right? Like, why are we rushing? I mean, the way I, the, what I really had to come to terms with was the only reason why we're rushing is because we think we can't have that feeling right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. No, I'm like in shock because I'm thinking about my own life and how (laughs) I am waiting to get to like a point of something and we create, and it's so interesting because I don't know if you have experienced that, but we create like this timelines in our heads and then we're like, okay, once I get here, then Mm -hmm. I can be okay. Like then I can be happy, then I can enjoy and everything. And then you get there. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, but like, no, it wasn't really this timeline. Like it wasn't really the, the, this deadline or something like this goal. I actually need to achieve this other goal and then I can like be happy. And this goal can be like, in my life has shown as like, when I leave my home country, then I'll be happy. And then when I left and was in another country, I was like, yeah, but like when I'm making consistent salary, then I'll be happy. And then I started making consistent money. Yeah, but like when I make my first Mm -hmm. day for a client in regards to my coaching sessions, then I'll be happy. And then I made it. And then I was like, okay, but it has to be, you know, so it was always the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I have to really catch myself constantly to bring myself back to the present moment and be like, look at how much you have achieved already and just be happy in the Mm -hmm. now, like be present in the now and allow yourself to enjoy everything that you have built and then keep moving forward from this place of joy instead Mm -hmm. of this place of lack. And I think that what I really love about this, about play and everything that we're talking is that 
when you are in a state of play, you are in a state of alignment with your soul and with your authentic self because mm -hmm. you are being true to yourself and you're saying to yourself, okay, for example, in your story, I, if I'm honest with myself, I want to stop working. And you followed that yeah. intuition. You followed that authenticity inside of yourself and you allowed yourself to do that yeah. versus you yeah. Hearing that coming from your body, from your authentic self, like, or from your aligned self, I want to stop working and being like, mm -hmm. yeah, but you really can't. And then dropping back into the conditioned self and just doing life in whatever mm -hmm. way that you're wanting. And when you are doing that, you are creating this huge space and this gap between who you truly are and what your intuition wants for you, what your soul wants for you. And who you think that you should be in society with your conditioned self and everything like that. And I think that when you follow this joy and when you follow this, uh, pr the present moment, you know, like this anchoring back into the present moment, that's when you are aligned to your intuitive self. And while we were talking about like the whole, you know, like feeling your emotions and things like that, I also mm -hmm. feel like... um it's almost like life wants you to constantly keep meeting those roadblocks, quote unquote, let's call them roadblocks, like in the sense of these emotional blocks. So you will process them. Mm -hmm. And the more you process those emotions, the closer, that's my belief, at least, the, the more you process those emotions, the closer you are to your authentic self, to your aligned self. And I love how mm -hmm. play is what supports that because play uh, like the way that i see it is like when you are playing you are um you are your you are your intuitive soulful highest up-leveled self yep. because you're being so um in the joy like even when we talk about frequency of energy and emotions like you are in the frequency of joy mm -hmm. and the frequency of joy is the highest frequency that exists is the frequency it's of highest. like god you know so um i think that we and again like we talk so much about play and everything and because we are adults i think we have this big misconception about what play even is so for mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. what is what does play mean and how does it um show up in your life how how does it present how do you use it in your life but more how do I than do that yeah. like exactly yeah so I want to say just a couple of things because I want the listeners to understand that you had made a comment about like, um, uh, I don't know exactly, but I wrote it down. I was like, I still had the mind chatter. Like my ego self was still telling me this is a terrible mistake, right? Like if, you know, like the voices always get louder, I say like right before the breakthrough, right? And so it was like my sweet little ego self was just like throwing everything in the kitchen sink at me to not allow me to, right? Like, I mean every money story, every, you know, it was terrible at times, like just bring me to my knees, total crying. Um, because it was just bringing up all of those things. So it's not that the that chatter ever goes away. It's just that we get so used to it being there. And now I recognize it for what it is, right? Like I know that when I'm going to up level, it, it throws that up there, you know, and I'm like, okay, I see you, but I'm so practiced at hearing it now that when I hear it, it doesn't feel like it's the first time I've ever heard it. That's number one. Number two, with coaching, what I realized in like taking my time off, I realized that because, you know, like people talk about like, oh, six figure, seven figure coach, blah, 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 blah. 
And of course, you know, I fell into that, like, oh yeah, you know, that's what I would, cause here we go back to status and hmm, I think just about like my identity, right? But I already had money and I knew that I wasn't going to be any different. I wasn't going to feel any different because I was just going to be recreating everything I had done my entire life. I was just going to take it with me, right? And so really getting, I think sometimes we can get swept up in like what other people, and I will say this to the end of time, like, don't get me wrong. I love all the money. And also when you have already accomplished everything or a lot of things that people are striving for, you it's just, it's just more money, right? It's not like, you know, like some people would talk about, oh, making a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, I had already made that. Like I knew that I wasn't going to feel, and then there would be people that would be like, I didn't feel any different when I made a hundred thousand. It's like, yeah, I know. Right. Like we, the feeling is never what, what brings us to, you know, the thing is never what brings the feeling. Right. And so really honoring and stepping away and being like, this is going against everything and what everyone is saying. So in terms of play, like, I think this is the other thing of like, how does it, it's going to be different for everyone. And, um, you know, maybe you can put in the show notes, but I read the book play by Stuart Brown. He's a medical doctor, but he like studied animals and also humans. And he kind of talks about, I don't like putting people in a box or labeling, but he kind of talks about, I think there's like six or eight different type of play personalities. And what I realized is I'm very much so a like kinesthetic. That's also how I learn, but I love to move my body and I love to play in that way. Um, and I love to travel, right? Like that's like moving through time and space. Now my kid, she's like a competitor player. Like she plays to win. I do not like to play like that. Like that is not play to me. That is like drudgery and like, ugh, you know, I have to. And I think that, like you said, as an adult, we're like, oh, we, we have this idea. We look outside of ourselves, you know, we're like, oh, Camille, like, you know, what likes to play this way. I don't like to play this way. So I'm air quotes doing it wrong. Right. Versus kind of taking yourself on this journey of like, what do I actually enjoy? And one of the things that I kind of had to, to do was like, okay, what did I do as a kid? Right. And I think that if we allow ourselves to go there, which obviously we want space and time, right? Like you can't go there when you're in your survival state and you're working all the time and you're just like every single second is spoken for. But I remembered I was in the pool all the time growing up. And so I kind of just started there, right? Like I love to go swimming and, you know, and then like I said, you know, about the surf the surf park and things of that sort. And just, it's going to be different for every person. I mean, like in the book, he talks about there's collectors. Like you, if you know Jay Leno, right? Like he's a big comedian and he collects cars. Like there's so many different ways that we can play as humans. We don't need to put this. It's not another thing that we needed to do to compare ourselves or put ourselves in a box. It's just like, let it let it come. Let us be non-judgmental about it, right? I mean, it could be, you could enjoy photography, right? Like it's just a, a way to get out of your head into your body and to reach that state of what they call flow, right? Yeah. And um, I remember that the first conversation that we had, and I really want to mention this here, I got so inspired mm -hmm. by like the whole play thing. And I had, re I, I started realizing that 
I I have a lot of free time, but instead of allowing myself to enjoy that free time in a state of play and in a state of fun, you know, I was just forcing myself to like find more work to do instead of just enjoying my life. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Because of all of this conditioning, like, no, you have to sit down and find yep. more ways to make money, find more ways to work or whatever. Yep. Um, and I remember that we were talking and I was like, oh my God, this is so inspiring. I think I'm going to take myself out for a coffee and, you know, <laughs> just enjoy and maybe read the book or get, or even get some work done that there in the, in the yeah. coffee place. And then I instantly, in my brain, my mind was mm -hmm. instantly like, no, that's not play. That's just like grabbing a coffee. But for me, that is play. Like that is a state of having fun and a yes. state of like alignment, you know? Um, so. Yep. I think, and I think that for anyone who's listening, there's no one right way like you said, to no. play, like there's no right or wrong as like when you are a kid and, you know, you're playing with Legos in one way instead of another way. Yeah. And you don't feel, I remember that my, my sister, uh, I, so I grew up with a sister and a brother. They are twins. They are younger than me. And I remember that there there's this like video game mm -hmm. that you were supposed to mm -hmm. fight and like, kill one another and i remember that me and my sister we would go mm -hmm. in playing with my brother and instead of fighting we would actually like take two characters and make <laughs> them get married <laughs> yep. like in the mm -hmm. in the environment we were yeah. like pretend that we're getting married yeah. and everything and it was completely not yeah. the objective of the game but we were we would still have so yep. much fun it was like have the fun. funnest thing and i <laughs> and we would just create something from nothing you know and i think that that is yes. Um, yes something that i really always try to come back to like how much we can especially when we are kids how we play with like nothing you know we play with the literally like yep. the invisible the nothing and i think that because of conditioning we lose so much of that and we also lose this this essence of enjoying life mm -hmm. and i think that that is really um sad like just really yeah frustrating yeah because i think that we have now become a society where we have so much we have been taught conditioned whatever to believe that everything outside of us is going to be the answer and you know i didn't obviously start here but like i love just going out and laying on the laying on the grass, like we have like a, a beach blanket, right? Like just laying on the grass and like watching the clouds, right? Now it probably bores the shit out of my kid. That's not what she loves to do, but I love that. Right. And I think that going back to your point of like, it's going to look different for every person. And I think us as humans will turn everything into like an exercise or like there's a right way or a wrong way. Like, I mean, I, I get the way that our minds work and also it's breaking that habit of comparing ourselves to like, well, how does Camille like to play? Well, that's not the way that, you know, I like to play. So then I'm doing it wrong versus what is it that I love to do that I can just completely lose track of time. I'm in my body. I'm not in my head and it's rejuvenating to me. And, you know, like you and I both have already said, it's going to be different for every person and it's also kind of be, going to be a little trial and error. Like if you're a person that hasn't spent much time with yourself, you know, um, you don't have a lot of downtime. When I say it takes effort, I just mean like 
it's just not a practice muscle that we have, right? Yeah. And I know that we, I, I've mentioned this a little bit before, but I would love, because I love intuition so much and like the state mm -hmm. of soul and everything, I would love for you in your own words, um, explain to you, to us, how do you feel like play connect with connecting to your intuition? So how does play and intuition are related or connected in any way that you have found in your own journey? I think that it's like you said before, like it's your true self, right? Like it's really where you are in that state of flow. Like I get some of my best, you know how you were saying, well, I'm going to sit at my desk and I'm going to work more. And it sounds so counterintuitive because we have been taught to do that, right? Like you need to work X amount of hours or you need to put in more time. But my best ideas, my most creative ideas I have for my life, my business, my family, whatever happen when I'm playing because I'm not forcing, right? I'm in this state of joy, like you already mentioned. Like think about if you, you know, your listeners know about vibration. I mean, besides enlightenment, I mean, there's a couple more hertz, you know, but like joy is like the highest vibration you can get to. And that is like where all of the downloads, all of the creativity can come from because I'm not blocking it from, because I'm not in a state of stress or survival or, you know, like, um, you, you know, our bodies when they are, I'm trying to think of the word, or when, when we are in that stress or that survival state for our bodies, those lower vibration emotions, we can't get to creativity, right? So when you are playing, like, that's purely just like, there's, there's, there's no purpose per se, you know? to play. It's just to have fun. And so being, being in that cre that creative zone. And it's not like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go surf and I'm going to like not think about anything. And I'm going to like try to get these ideas for my business. Right. It's just like, I'm just going to go surf. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, like kids, yeah, yeah. Kids, you know, they're not like, okay, I got to build this Lego house. They're just like, okay, give me the Legos. And just, they just start, they're just being right. It's like, They embody it um, versus it's something that you do, right? And I think that play for me is just, it's just the extension, like literally, and, you know, we haven't gotten into human design, but like with my defined head in Ajna, my brain is constantly on and constantly connective. But it is one of the very few places in my life when I'm playing that I don't really have, I don't notice the thoughts, right? Because I'm so connected to my body. And I think, like you were saying, like intuition. And um, I think it's like the ultimate form of embodiment. Because when you truly are, when you don't go with an agenda, right? When you just go to be, you are your true self. That's perfect. That's so, that's also so... <laughs> beautiful and it's so interesting because i have like this specific way of seeing the world and the things that we do is that either you are connected to what i call mind self which is your conditioned self or you're connected and coming from mm -hmm. your soul self which is your aligned authentic intuitive whatever self um and i see that like 
I see that you can either come from one or the other. And depending on where you're coming from, mm -hmm. the energy that you're coming from inside of yourself, you will create different results. So if you're sitting down to work and you feel out of alignment, so you feel like you are in your conditioned mm -hmm. uh, mind self, you're going to end up having results that are very... 3D in the sense of they're very flat. They are in the mind. Yep. So you are in yep. a way in the level of the problem, quote unquote, quote unquote, in the level of like the, the lower levels of yourself, basically. Like you don't have access to this expanded energy, to the connection of everything and things like yep. that. So you are in your mind. You have like your logic self and everything, but you're constricted because the mind is naturally uh, constricted to whatever it knows. However, when you mm -hmm. come from your aligned self and you allow yourself to play, for example, you are then connecting to mm -hmm. this energy of expansion and this energy mm -hmm. of intuition because you are connecting mm -hmm. to your authenticity you're connecting to the present moment mm -hmm. and you are connecting to the level of the solution basically because that's how the energetic frequency of the soul functions because basically like i don't know like the, what yeah. i see is um, as if there's like a line and then the mind is like below the line and then the soul is above the line, you know, and that line is basically a vibrational line, you know. So yep. what I always mm -hmm. tell people is like when you're solving a problem, when you are having to make a decision, like being a decision, where am I going to live? Am I going to stay with this person or not? Am I going to uh, read this book? Am I going to eat this food? Like from big things to small things, am I going to take this job? Are you coming from a place of constriction, of fear, of conditioning? Or are you coming yep. from a place of abundance, mm -hmm. of expansion, and of knowing that all is well in the present moment, and looking out for the best for yourself, in love for yourself, so you're in a state of soul, you know? And I think that in our lives, we don't know how to drop into this state of soul. We are, we were not taught that. We were, we grew up with that. Like we were born with it because when you're a baby, you know, like you're basically not really conditioned yeah. by anything. And then you start yep. getting yep. conditioning and everything. And then you start creating these rules for your, this unspoken and spoken rules for how you should act in the world and blah, blah, blah. And. This is a message that I constantly bring to people, you know, to my clients, to this podcast, to everything. But it's also a really challenging message to bring because it's like, okay, that's beautiful. But then how do I do that? And what I love about your entire message is that it's such a simple, quote unquote, it's simple, but it's not simple, but it's simple, quote unquote, which is go out and, and, and just play and go have fun. So, however, <laughs> I also understand. So in saying that, I also understand that we have conditioning and we have the, you know, rules of the 3D world and everything like that. So what would you say for someone who's listening to this and they're like, okay, that's great. I'm sold. I want to play more, but you know, I have my family, my job, blah, 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 all of these reasons why you can't play or you don't have time or something like that. What yeah. would you say for someone who's starting out in this journey and wants to implement this more because they want to connect to this state of of soul, but they're so 
still mm -hmm. trapped in the mind and in the 3D reality of things? Yeah. I think a couple of things. Number one, I think that when you said that we're so conditioned, I think a lot of us have a lot of evidence on how it has worked before, right? It We have gotten to where we want to go with our minds. Like, I think a lot of people could say like, well, I've built my business or I've built my life by really listening to my mind, even though it has been from fear or scarcity or lack or whatever. And we're almost afraid, right? to let go or to try something different because we don't trust. We don't know yet that it will work out, right? And so when you say, well, that's great, but how? It's like, it really is a choice. And I know that sounds like, well, easy for you to say, right? But like, I had to lean in. I had to decide, okay, am I willing to try it this way? You can always go back to the old way, right? Give yourself six months. If you don't like it, then go back to the old way. And you don't have to start with like climbing Mount Everest either, right? So what is something that you can do for 20 minutes or 10 or whatever, you, you know, like just put a time limit on it. Like what's something that I want to do for myself three days a week for 20 minutes? And I would say if you're telling me that you cannot create 20 minutes for three times a week, then maybe you might want to looking to see for some coaching, right? Because there's, there's like, my, my thought is like, seriously, like one hour for an entire week, you don't have to give to yourself. Like what is more important than yourself, right? Like, what are we doing all of this work for? What are we making all of this money for? What are we doing all of this stuff for? If we're not here to be healthy, happy, loving to ourselves to get to enjoy it, right? So Starting small, I think a lot of us, this is what I used to do is like, I would want to, I would think that I talk about the 1% a lot, right? Like we want to like fantasize and be like, okay, well, I want to go like, I don't know, you've done, you've never done it before. And then you want to do it like seven days a week, right? No, just start with like two or three days a week. What's one little thing like for you, like you were joking, you know, but you were saying like, I'm going to go to the, get a latte. Okay. So then commit to go doing that two to three days a week. And it will come up like it's going to come up like your brain is going. And this is the other thing is like you have to expect your brain is going to scream at you. This is the thing I don't think that a lot of people in the self-development world talk about. It's like we are fooling ourselves if we think that we're going to make changes and our brain isn't going to come in and scream at us. Or when I say scream, you know what I mean? Like it just is really loud voice and we believe it. Right. And so expect that you are going to, it's kind of like, you know, when you're, you have a toddler and you're like, okay, when I tell them that we're like stopping, you know, toy time and we're going to go to take a nap, they're going to scream, right? It's just part of the deal. So it's the same thing with our brains. Like, okay, I know I see this on my calendar. Like I had to start scheduling it. And I know that sounds so silly. And also, it was something that I was committed to because I knew that the life that I was living, I didn't want to live like that for the next 50 years, right? And so here we go back to choice. It really is a choice. What are we going to value? You know, if you were to take a look and you were to see your calendar and you were to compare that to what you value in your life, does it actually match up? And for me, what I realized is it didn't, 
right? I said that I cared about my family. I said that I valued, you know, I'd still work out, but I worked out like super early in the morning. Like there were things that I said I was valuing, but that wasn't exactly what I was doing with my time. So, you know, starting small, staying committed and just try, like, you know, I, I just told myself, okay, if it doesn't work, then I will go back to the way that it was. It's, it's not a problem to kind of like give myself, I don't want to say an out, but like to give myself that like almost calming of my brain to be like, okay, it's okay if it doesn't work out this way. Um, but, uh, you know, inevitably, the more you do it, the more, you, the better you feel, the more in tune that you are, the, the, um, more creative you are the you know it's just it just is it's an easy way to change your vibration without having to do any work you know yeah and i feel like sometimes you really do have to negotiate with your mind and have compassion towards your mm -hmm. mind because it's not creating yes. this conditioning or rules because it hates you it's doing that because it wants to actually protect no. you and to survive and to be accepted yes. so this is something that i try to do a lot like in whenever i i'm like intentionally surrendering or letting go of something mm -hmm. or um, trying to allow myself to be more in the state of trust I'm like okay mind dear mind this is what we're gonna do it's okay like we don't have yeah. to do it forever but just let's just try a little bit you know yep. let's try it for one day let's try it for yeah. two days or something like that and let's see how it goes and then if you don't yeah. like it, then we come back to doing what we were doing before. So I like one example, for example, mm -hmm. that I'm thinking now, I used to have uh, a lot of disordered eating and body dysmorphia and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I had that like constrictive eating for like six over six, seven years. And at some mm -hmm. point I was done with it. And I was like, I want to try intuitive eating. And of course, my mind was so scared of that because it was scared yeah. of gaining weight. It was scared of losing control. It was scared of what would happen with my body, that I wouldn't be accepted, that I wouldn't accept myself. I was already not accepting myself, actually. So what I told my mind yeah. was actually, we are already unhappy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So this is not bringing us anything. It's not like you have this body and now you're accepting yourself and you love yourself. So let's just try another way and see how this yeah. goes. And eventually, like I got to a point where I, 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 I actually gained a lot of weight. And inside of that, my mind, what really, but my mind really understood was that even in the weight gain, I still felt the same as I felt in my not like when I was really, really small and really, really thin. Really thin. Mm -hmm. And that and then yep. my mind was like, Yeah, okay, actually this makes sense because like I have like I'm I am heavier, but at least I feel more happy. I feel more energized. I like myself. I was even liking myself more, you know? And then from that state yep. of re like of um kind of like going to the extreme opposite, I was then able to make my next decisions of eating, of working out and moving my body from a place of joy and a place of I love myself and I'm taking care of myself. Like if I'm losing weight, mm -hmm. I'm doing it from a place of love, 
not from a place of I hate myself, mm -hmm. therefore I need to be a mm -hmm. size X, whatever. So I and I think that this is um, one example of how uh, play can also come in different parts of your life, you know. And one thing that I was thinking about while we were talking is this idea of like finding this one hour in your schedule, you know, and I think that if you can't find one hour, it's like, what even is your intention? Like what you said, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that this is so important mm -hmm. for you when you are devoted or determined or committed to, I want to create space for play in my life because of the X and Y and Z benefits, whatever. It's like, find your why, or like find your intention. Why yeah. am I doing this? For example, am I doing this because yeah. I want to feel present, because I want to connect to my body, because I want to connect to my intuition, because I want to connect with the state of flow because I want to discover more about myself because I want to find my emotional blocks it's like why are you doing this because I feel like once you find that intention it is so much easier for you to stick with it than if you're just like oh, I heard it in a podcast and maybe I should play you know but you're not gonna make this a priority in your life you're not gonna see that as something that it has the power to, trans to transform your life and your being like it does because you're not really going with your true self like with your truth to it and also while we were talking um i thought about how important it is to because i feel like play connects you to your intuition but at the same time you also have mm -hmm. to lead the play with the connection through your of your intuition so because i can see so many people going like okay i need to play for one <laughs> Because that's how my brain would yeah. do it. Yeah, but know? that's like, what I'm saying. Because we make it a to-do to list, For right? one hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then yeah. saying we, like, like we... <laughs> oh, I saw on TikTok that like uh, like someone is reading a book for uh, 30 minutes per day. So I need to read a book for 30 minutes per day and then I'll call it my play. So it's like, no, like you have to find your way of playing. Like your yeah. intuitive, your intuition will guide you as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because like you just said, like when you when you were talking about well people were, would be like okay well i need to find an hour it's like you're still acting from your conditioned self you're only doing it because someone said air quotes you should no you don't have to play if you don't want to play okay and also why would you want to and like you said right like you got to figure out your why and you know one of the things that i am like super passionate about is like selling from a place of like abundance and love and not scarcity. And one of the things that I was, you know, when I was building my, when I'm building my sales page, what I was thinking about was, you know, like, well, why? Cause you know, a lot of people are like, well, make it urgent. And da -da -da. I'm like, no, nobody has to do anything. Like we don't need to do anything except eat, sleep, pee and poop, right? Like that's basically what we need to do. Everything else is a choice and a desire that we have, right? And for some of us, this is where I was, it wasn't necessarily hadn't gotten to the point where I was like fed up enough that I was ready and willing to try something different. So, you know, when you say like, you have to find your way, you have to decide like, what do I want for my life? Like, what am I actually doing? What am I building all of this for? Why am I saying that anything more than myself is more important, right? And I don't mean like, we just are completely, you know, negligent, or like, we don't care about the human race. I'm just saying that, like, when we take care of ourselves, then we inherently, you know, 
um, nourish the rest of humanity, right? And mm. why do you, why would you want to, like you said, right? Like, why do, why do I want to play? Why is that important? And, and maybe play is, you know, that is even sometimes, you know, with people, I have to like, you have to change the word because even that's like a triggering word, right? Because you probably, some of us were shamed for like playing too much and like you're being too lazy and like all of the things, right? But like, what is something that you just want to do for yourself that feels fun and nourishing just for you? What is that? And like you said, maybe it's a latte, maybe it's reading a book, maybe it's taking a nap, maybe it's like, it's just like, it doesn't have to be like, we've already said, it doesn't have to be anything that someone else is doing. It's like, and this takes some kind of like introspection, right? This takes some slowing down. This takes turning off our phones and getting off of Instagram and choosing to, you know, maybe not work as late tonight or whatever it might be. It's going to take some pausing, some slowing down and some one-on-one, -on -one, right? With ourselves. Something that we, a lot of us aren't practiced in, in the beginning. Yeah. And uh, like one thing that I was thinking while you were saying is like, what is this one thing that if no one was watching and you couldn't document it <laughs> to post it somewhere, to tell people that you've done yeah. it or something like that, what would, what, what would that be? Like, wh what would that look like? And because <laughs> I think that, I don't know, with the, I love social media, honestly, but I, and I and when I say this is because I get trapped in it, like seeing so many people doing something and then feeling like you have to do the same. And that goes for work, for like waking up at 5 a.m., working out and blah, blah, blah. But that also goes for like, oh, my God, this person is dancing on the beach. I have to go dance at the beach as well because this person is dancing at the beach, you know. And I think that like that's why I talk about the importance of taking intuition with you, taking this aligned self mm -hmm. with you, because although it is a gateway for intuition and a gateway for your aligned self, you also have to approach it from and use it through while you are doing this, um, while you are playing. Because one thing that I keep thinking as well, because again, like I can hear all of the minds chatter when they're listening <laughs> to this podcast saying like, yeah, okay, but my play then is renting a yacht and, you know, just like cruising through the Amalfi Coast and spending all of my savings on it in one day. Then what, but that's, what, what would you reply, okay. you know? <laughs> okay, let me tell, okay, let me talk to the people that say that. <laughs> Are you ready? Please, Listen up. please, please, please. <laughs> Listen, that's, that. When I say this is a fantasy, what I mean by that is what I was talking about earlier of the 1%. Start with 1%, okay? Because that is your, totally your ego of like, first of all, you wouldn't use all your money because your future self, your intuition would not want you to do that if you were to really be straight up and honest with yourself, right? And second, what is that 1%? Because this is where we fantasize like, oh, it has to be this way, right? But where is like, the simpleness where is the like easy just to get started right because really if we're really being honest your nervous system probably couldn't handle renting a yacht and using a lot of your funds okay mm -hmm. what yeah. can your nervous system handle where is like the baby beach in the swimming pool we don't need to jump in in the end you know jump in the deep end from the start um 
And so I think that is totally what our ego mind says, like, well, if that's the case, then I would just, you know, like, well, my brain used to be like, well, if I take off, then I'm just going to be a lazy ass and just sit on the, you know, you know, couch and watch Netflix all the time. It's like, okay, maybe for like six months. And then our human spirit's like, okay, this is boring. I'm ready to like go create and do something with my life. Right. And so that is, that I think is ego mind stuff of like, that's what I would do. I would go, you know, go do that. Okay. Well then why don't you just start and go to the beach every day then and see what happens? Because what's going to happen is your brain's going to be like, well, we don't have time for that. Well, what did it da And that is what, that is what I'm talking about of like starting small and letting all of the the shit that we've got buried deep underneath, you know, come up with, come to the surface, I should say, not come up with. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> I love that answer. And how did you personally deal with this, with the mind chatter in regards to money? Because I also think that that's a big thing, um, as we said, about when it comes to play. Well, first of all, I honestly didn't know that it was, it existed in there. Like I literally believed all of my thoughts. And so for me, I'm not really a journaler. But during that time, like I did have to kind of write some things down. And then what I noticed is like my brain is in all of our brains, super boring. It like would offer up the same like three or four thoughts every time I was wanting to do something, you know, outside my comfort zone. And so then you just start to recognize like what are our, you know, like for you, probably when you were having, you know, your you're talking about like your body image, right? Like I bet your brain offered up, like you're going to get fat or you're going to get like whatever it would tell you, right? Like the same thoughts it would give you when you wanted to try to do something, you know, different. It's the same thing with money. So we have these, I think it's like 90% of the thoughts are just on repeat. And so mm. here we go back to expecting it, right? Like expect that your brain is going to try to give you things. And, and in the beginning, like I said, I would believe it. And it would allow, it was almost like the drill sergeant, right? It would come in, it would be like, well, you're not saving enough money. So I'd like work more, save more, cut expenses, right? And I just would be on this treadmill versus, here we go back to slowing down. Is that actually true? Like starting to ask yourself some questions like, where is this coming from? Is this something that maybe like my parents used to say a lot, or is this actually true? Or what if we try it this way? Like you had already said, like we can go back, you know, um, to the old way of being. And I think that we just need to plan on having our brain and the mind chatter come up because it is going to do that. Like, I don't know anybody that has ever gotten to where they are without all of the bullshit mind stuff that comes. It's just, it's like, what's your flavor of ice cream? It's like, what's your flavor of mind chatter, right? And when it comes, what do you recommend that we do? So I am a big proponent of like compassion and love and stillness. And I think, here we go again, like I really had to practice that because I had never really had anyone teach me or necessarily be like, I kind of got the like tough love, which I am grateful for my parents to do that, right? Like it got me to where I was. And also like, I needed love and compassion and like, you know, hand on heart. Like, I know it's tough right now. I know that you're having a hard time. It's almost like we have to reparent ourselves, right? Like that inner child mm -hmm. within us that's having a hard time. Like you wouldn't just, I mean, some parents have, right? But like, 
you wouldn't just tell your kid like, suck it up and just deal with it, right? It's like, what does that little, what does that little boy or what does that little girl need in this moment, right? Like it's coming from a place of, of fear and scared, right? And so really slowing down, I, I would notice that I would, and this is the thing too, when we trade one thing that we are um, buffering with, right? Like, so overworking or working was my form. I started doing self-development work, like, all the time. And it took me a while to catch on. I was like, Oh, this is what we're doing now. Right. And so, you know, really just, um, I don't want to say schedule it. Cause I'm not like a huge, I mean, I do follow my calendar and stuff, but like, like for me, it was like, no, I'm just going to, to just be without my phone for, you know, half of the day today, or like, you know, when I'm with my kid, I'm not bringing my phone or just whatever it might be that, um, just like notice what you gravitate to, because you're going to want to do that because it is a distraction. So you don't have to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. And like I said, start slow. Like literally for me, it was like, okay, I'm going to set a timer because the, the feelings in my body were so intense around money. Like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. But I was like, okay, I can just feel this for 30 seconds. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to cry, right? It feels really uncomfortable. I, I don't know how to do this, but I'm just, I'm committed to doing this, right? Because look, what is your other option? You just go back to the way that you are, right? That's an option. You can. But we're, we obviously are wanting more, wanting to evolve for a reason. And so for me, it was just like, okay, I'm going to feel what is required of me to feel in order to, you know, move past this. Because for me, it was like, if I don't, I'm still going to be the same person that I am 10 years from now. And that was, for me, it was something that I didn't, you know, I didn't want to want to do. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, totally. Cause I can see myself as well, uh, having a lot of this, um, money stories and although i've like Mm -hmm. took some big leaps in the past i feel like there's still so many stories about it like i'm really afraid and a lot of like like mentality and things like that so what is this not the story but how do you feel about money now after like spending so many years and months feeling those feelings and processing it how do you view it how do you experience it how do you feel it and yeah how do you relate to it now the new wearing (laughs) that yeah vastly different right and here's the other thing and like i love it I used to always love it, but I was like hyper vigilant of it. So that isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times now it's just like neutral and also gratitude and like fun and joy, right? Like love for it. Um, and also here we go back to like, it's never better there than it is here, right? Like in the sense that you become more evolved, right? And also I just see the story still come up, right? Like I think I think each of us come here to heal certain things, right? Or like, um, like what's our, what's our thing that we're working through, you know, like maybe throughout our entire lifetime. And I just don't see it as a problem anymore. Like when I notice, when I see, like I said at the very beginning, I think like sometimes it'll throw that, you know, oh, you're going to run out of money at me. And I'm like, oh, 
you know, like it's just almost like the sky is blue now, right? Like it's like not even, that may not be a good example because the sky is blue, but like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, like some, some, something that's like so like, oh, that's just like, okay, th- there it is again. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just what my brain likes to give me. But, um, and I think for me, I had had so much evidence. I really had to work on my evidence of what I had growing up. I had to really find a lot of evidence of the opposite. And so now it's almost like the certainty is so much of abundance and joy and love. Like, I don't know if I could be shaken for to go back to the opposite. Does that make sense? Like I have so much of a list of an evidence that the way money actually is versus how I used to believe it was before I started this journey. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause, and now I have a question that's like coming to my mind. How does your soul see? Cause I'm really interested because you worked in finance. You used to be a financial advisor. Is that correct? Financial advisor. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I know yeah. that like money has been present in your life or of course it has been present in everyone's life, but in a way that, you know, you used to work with yeah. it. You used to deal with it in a more like, um, let's say 3D reality 3D way, way in the sense of like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to, to, to know how do you, like, how does your soul, how does your intuition view money today? What do you feel like your soul feels like it's the purpose of money nowadays? Oh, to totally have fun and to enjoy your life and to share it. And it's like total love. That's like, I would probably, those are the top three. Like, and I think, and here's the thing, when I really, when I really think about it, I've always thought about it that way. I just had so much conditioning that told me otherwise, right? But there have been plenty of times where I've had either family or friends that are like, oh, you know, um, maybe having some tough times. And I'm like, I'll give you some money. Like, what do you want? Like, just totally like abundant, like whatever you need, I'll do it. Right. And someone who is truly feels scarcity wouldn't, wouldn't offer that up, you know, immediately. And it's just fascinating how, you know, kind of getting clear and some separation of where that, you know, conditioning came from. Like it's really was my parents fear. It wasn't mine. Like the other day I got asked the question and I, and I totally didn't expect this answer, but they were like, do you actually have a set amount of money that you want to have in your bank account? And I was like, no. And I was like, whoa, like never even thought, but we've been so conditioned. Like you've got to have six months or you need to have X amount or you need to have X, you know, all of these retirement accounts or whatever it might be. And you know, when we truly believe that money is energy and a conduit, like I like to think of like, I want to, I am a big conduit for money, right? Like I want to have a lot of money in terms of like moving, moving money um, through me, right? Like, because you just, that just feels so fun. Like think of all of the the organizations, the people that you pay, like it just feels really fun mm. to, to use, you know, and, and not from a place of like, I got to get rid of it. Right. But like to use your money in ways that are like soul nourishing, right. Like that align with your values. And, you know, like I used to have lots of thoughts around like paying bills, but I'm like, when you pay bills, 
now when I pay bills, I'm like, gosh, you know, what employee gets to receive some of this money and how do they get to use it? And like really connecting with, you know, like when you pay the waiter, right? Or you give them a tip, like how are they going to get to use that money? And really looking at it from a completely different yeah, like just joy and fun and sharing. Like I can't think of any other term than, yeah, those three. I love that. And it's so transformative as well. Like the way that you used to think about it, the way that you do now. And in my head, I'm just kind of like doing this little summary to anyone who's listening of like the importance of play and also how they could start mm -hmm. off in this journey as well because as we have talked uh, throughout the episode play is a gateway for intuition and for like to meet that you know high state of being and it also connects you to the present moment and to this flow state and while you commit to playing by finding you know your intention your why so you find your intention and your why to why I should start playing you kind of like schedule that in or you make you prioritize it in some way in whatever way you can in your routine yeah. you play without an agenda like to drop out of the mind and into the body <laughs> naturally stories will yep. arise and those stories they are the um, pivotal transformational point in which you can either stay in them and surrender to these stories and go back to your conditioned self or you can actually use these stories in a way to feel them and feel those emotions feel those feel the the trapped and blocked emotions that are there the fears the traumas the old limiting beliefs and then transform yourself out of them into this mold in this um more aligned state of who you are and from that point, you will then use whatever um, resources we have, like money, in a more aligned way. And then you'll start, you'll be able to see life in another way. And I just absolutely love this, the flow of what you have created and the way that you think and the way that you bring message, like this message, because... You know, like for me, I've always had the point of let's find our blocked emotions and transmute them so we can be in the closest alignment to our authentic highest self. But I've never mm -hmm. thought about how play could interplay in this process. So I absolutely love your message and I love the way that you have just um, laid this out and you see it and how it has interplayed and transformed your own self in your own life. It's like the easy way. I like to take the, the less efforting way, right? It's just like, it's just, oh, and then you just have a lot of fun while you're doing it, right? Like you were talking about at the very beginning, right? Like journal it out and do this and do this. It's like, oh my gosh, like who would want to do all of that stuff? That feels like a lot of work, right? Versus like, oh, let's just go have some fun. Let's play. You know, some shit's going to come up and then you get to work through it if you want to. Exactly. And like, it's okay. Like you came here to have fun. You know, you don't have to come here to work. Isn't that the whole purpose like, of, of life? Of course we can, but <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't know. Like yeah. if you ask the I mean, ego <laughs> or the mind, I'm not sure it would answer that, but yeah. Yeah. But, but here we go back to soul, right? Like our soul came to play. And, and that doesn't mean that, you know, obviously on the 3D plane, right? Like, okay, money and all the things, but like, 
we came here to have fun. Like, what's the whole purpose of going after all of the things that we want, all of our goals, if we're not having fun? Exactly. And also seeking the, like, allowing yourself to feel the joy in the now instead of waiting for yeah. the something else, the other goal. For, so so you can then allow yourself to, to feel this joy. And I also love that. And I will use it in my own life um and i would love for mm -hmm. you to share your um like if your intuition has any last words or any last messages that it wants to share with us hmm. i always like to use the six month and sometimes my husband's like gosh Aaron, that's like you really like pack a punch but like if you had six months left to live what are you doing? Are you going to be so serious? Or are you going to be like, you know what, I really, you know, what are the values? What are the things that are like important to you? And living your life from that place. Because honestly, that. if we really were to get honest, right, like, we don't know if tomorrow's guaranteed. And here we go back to my yacht people that are like, what? I just spend all my money. No, you wouldn't be because you'd be spending, you'd be spending time with your family. You'd be taking walks or you'd be enjoying nature. You'd be doing things you love to do. And you would be very, very specific on giving your time and energy to things that you didn't. Yeah. I think also what I personally, I think I would become more present and like mesmerized by the simplicity yep. of life like you know like because you know that in simple you things right anymore so yeah so like seeing the water move or like the leaves and yeah. the wind and the birds and just like these simple things that we take for yeah. granted that we are we don't granted. see beauty in anymore because we're so obsessed with something bigger or shinier which bigger grander necessarily yep. bigger bring us you know like more joy than whatever else so yeah i love that and where can people find you how can people work with you if someone feels aligned and they really want to start implementing more joy and more fun and more play in their life yep you can find me on instagram um i'm at the aaron gray just e-r-i-n-g-r-a-y or you can visit my website at generatealifewelllived.com. Amazing. Erin, thank you so much for your time again. You're welcome. <laughs> I thank hope we can me. have you on that the podcast so one more time. But this time we can talk about another um, topic in the sense of I hope that this recording will be okay <laughs> but i had so much fun you are amazing you're like this light and i just you know feel really connected to you and you're really inspiring like all of yeah just really inspiring your your thoughts your your story i appreciate story. you having me I, i'm really glad that you followed your intuition and took that time off and now you are here full of inspiration to give us so thank you so much yeah thank you for having me
Thank you so much, as always, for listening. And a special thank you for Erin for having the availability to do this twice with me. I had, again, so, so, so much fun. If you want to connect with me or Erin, you can check out our links on the show notes for this episode. Make sure to share this episode with someone who might benefit from it. Maybe someone, you know, that wants to find more joy in their life or just wants to work on their money mindset and their money limiting stories. I think that could be really really helpful for them also make sure to leave this podcast a review on any of the players that you have and some stars it really really helps us just share the message from this podcast to more people and just hopefully allow more people to create lives that are authentic and intuitive and yeah i just hope you create a very beautiful and authentic led week and we'll talk soon bye Thank you.